Hello, 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 and welcome back to another episode of Shamelessly Unapologetic with me, your host, Alana Pinsky. Hi, everyone. So as you've seen by the title, this episode is all about unapologetically kicking rejection's ass. And so I probably won't make this episode too long as I feel like what I'm going to say is going to be pretty simplified in my own terms on kinds of rejection that I've experienced, how I overcame it, and like hopefully the ways that I overcame rejection can help you overcome rejection, and how I've just been able to no longer let rejection ruin me and basically just take over my emotions. So before I get into any of that, you know I like to start my solo episodes out with life updates from yours truly. And I'll be honest, I don't have too much to share. I feel like within the past two weeks, nothing too exciting has really been going on in my life. I mean, I feel like work's picking up a lot more, which is nice. So, I mean, that's something. But honestly, I have truly just been sleeping terribly I did start a new medication for my ADHD and getting a dosage increase has sort of affected my sleep schedule a little bit. It's making me stay up later and then I have a really hard time waking up in the morning, especially when I have a job to wake up for and it sucks waking up to my alarm and getting out of bed. I have a very hard time doing it so that has not been very fun to deal with the past two weeks. I will say this past weekend I had a lazy weekend. It was a friend-free weekend. I literally just took care of me. I did a couple of errands. Nothing too crazy, but I literally just laid around and I binged watch shows on Paramount Plus, specifically Rocket Power. Like, talk about a blast from the past. I can't even remember the last time I've watched an episode of that show, but I forgot how much I loved Rocket Power. And then, honestly, the only thing that I'm just kind of over Now at this point is summer. I am so excited and ready for fall, especially here in Portland. Oh my God, fall last year was amazing. I mean, Portland fall is just, oh my God, it's so magical. It feels like you are literally living a Halloween movie. It just is cozy. The fall foliage is beautiful. And the weather's pretty decent when it's not raining, but it's good enough to wear your fall clothes. And it just is just a very comforting time of the year in Portland. And I am excited for Halloween and all the spooky things. So, yeah, I'm just kind of over summer. Portland got a very late start to summer this year, and now I'm just sort of over it at this point. So yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to fall and just lighting pumpkin candles and enjoying life. So we still got a month to go. So anyways, those, that's really it with my life updates. Elsa wants to add her meows in, of course, because, you know, she always has to say something when I'm making a solo episode. So this episode is about rejection. And I kind of just told you in the beginning on how I'm going to break this down in terms of like what you can take away. So 
I will be the first to say, actually, I'm probably not the first to say, but I am the queen of rejection. You know that little mistrend that's been going on, which is like the most annoying trend in the world right now? But I am little miss constantly getting rejected. That is literally the perfect title if you wanted to classify me as the little miss category. And rejection has been something that I faced ever since probably I got into public school. So I started public school in first grade and it just kind of went downhill. I just never really got things that I wanted in life. Every time I worked for something, it never worked out in my favor. I was constantly getting rejected by people my age in terms of friends. I didn't have too many friends at school growing up. And then I felt like my friendship circles decreased once I got to middle school where it felt like everyone hated me. And then high school was just a hot mess. I had no direction in high school. I was just all over the place because none of my friends attended my high school. And that was hard. And it's funny because, like, the only, like, biggest rejection that I faced in grade school, I think one thing that was really soul-crushing for me was never making sports teams. Like, no matter how hard I tried out for something, I could never get onto the team. And I was lucky enough to play lacrosse in high school for three years because it was technically a club sport. So everyone who signed up and paid for the fee was able to play lacrosse and I mean that's great like I feel like I probably would not have been able to make it if it was try on because my running was so bad but my stick skills were actually really good surprisingly enough just never making sports teams in middle school was hard getting rejected from a bunch of colleges oh my god I applied to nine schools and I only got into three and they weren't even that hard to get into. Um, they were pretty much all my safety schools. And I think for me at that time, I was 18 years old. I was very vulnerable. And it's really soul crushing to get rejected from a first choice school that you absolutely loved. And I didn't know how to take that. I mean, I wasn't emotionally mature at that time. And I remember how I had to make a hard decision between the three schools when I wasn't really excited about any of them. But once I went and I visited them, I was able to finally make a decision and say to myself, okay, you know what? I think this could actually be good for me. Let's give it a chance. And when I chose ODU as my undergrad, honestly, I wouldn't have had it any other way. It's really funny just how things work out the way that they're supposed to. Do I wish I had gone to Virginia Tech? Yeah, sometimes, but you know what? I had a very good experience at ODU and I don't regret it. So I didn't even apply to Virginia Tech because I knew I wasn't going to get in because Virginia Tech's not an easy school to get into. So for me, I did not want to get rejected. Didn't want to take the chance because I know that taking the L with that application letter or the admissions letter saying like we regret to inform you blah 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 I wouldn't been able to handle it and I said well I could always transfer if I hate ODU and that ended up not being the case at all so that was a really tough rejection for me um I remember once I got to college 
I went through sorority recruitment my freshman year and I got dropped. And that was very soul crushing. That made me feel worthless. God, that was a horrible time. And it sucked because none of the sororities did spring recruitment that year. So I never got to join a sorority during my freshman year. And I basically had to find other ways to make friends during my freshman year. And listen, like I was okay. I I had a good friend group when I wasn't in a sorority. And guess what? I tried again my sophomore year and then I joined um, Delta Zeta. That was my sorority. It's not always the right moment for you. And I learned from that situation. And I learned what not to do again the second time around for sorority recruitment. I had to like really think about, okay, what went wrong? Like, why did I get rejected? So I had to think. And then I think another thing that was a really horrible rejection for me at the time was not getting into Kentucky's marriage and family therapy program the second time around. So I ended up at the University of Kentucky because I did apply to their MFT program my senior year of college, and I had an interview to the program, and then I didn't get in after the interview, but I still got accepted into the Department of Family Sciences, so I could still go to grad school there. I just couldn't get my master's in MFT so I could get it in Family Sciences, which is what my master's degree is in. And I said to myself, okay, well, you know what? You could always maybe try applying again next year. You'll already be in the department. You'll know everyone. You'll or have already completed a good chunk of the courses. And you'll have your thesis planned out. Like, you got this. You're totally qualified. You're a great applicant. So I went through the process again, got the interview, and then I got waitlisted after that. And then... When I found out when they would have the official decision by, I didn't get in. And let me tell you, that rejection fucking ruined me that year. My last year of grad school was just such a dark time. And I don't know if you guys remember when I did my grad school episode with one of my old um, colleagues, Kendall. He was in the cohort below me, so he's like one year younger than me. We had a great conversation just reminiscing through grad school memories, talking about the bullshit of grad school, the fun things about grad school, just going to therapy in general. I was able to like openly talk about my jealousy in a healthy way. But back then, I didn't know how to process my jealousy because I remember I was bitter and I graduated from the University of Kentucky bitter and unhappy because I didn't graduate with the degree that I wanted to graduate with. I was worried about what my future was going to entail because at that time my degree felt useless even though I basically went to school for free. Like I had a very good assistantship that waived my tuition. I was just in charge of like some student health fees that my assistantship didn't cover and parking passes. And I literally paid $1,000 for two years of school, which is amazing. So it wasn't like 100% free, but like still very fucking cheap, <laughs> right? So I mean, that was one good thing is that I didn't have to pay for a useless program. So I can't say it was a waste of money, but it was certainly a bit of a waste of my time. But I think there was a reason that I had to put myself through that. 
I just felt like I needed to learn how to become resilient. I think looking back, getting rejected from that program needed to happen because it taught me how to become more resilient. And it taught me that I don't need to be a therapist to be happy in life. For some reason, I thought that being a therapist was going to be the end-all, be-all job for me. It was going to be perfect. And I look back on it now and I think to myself, you know what? I'm kind of glad I didn't get into the program because I would have had to stay in Kentucky for one more year. And I already hated living in Kentucky. So can you imagine me living in Kentucky for three years over two years? Oh, God, no. And then my last year also wouldn't be covered with an assistantship because I would only get that assistantship for two years due to the contract. So that would have been another issue. But at that time, it fucking ruined me. I had to go to therapy. I was crying to my therapist for multiple sessions. And then I got sent to group therapy. And eventually I was able to kind of wean off therapy and not go anymore because I was starting to feel a little bit better in terms of the sadness but I kind of should have gone to therapy the whole entire year because I was still dealing with jealousy and then I was also dealing with the rejection of somebody that I got very close with in grad school I developed feelings for this person and it was one of the worst heartbreaks that I had ever dealt with in my life um, and I, had, I didn't even date this person but um, I did kiss this person thinking that this person had changed their mind but this was basically after we graduated we had a couple of free months left in the summer before we were going to leave Lexington and at that time I was distraught I did not handle that rejection very well I remember how personally I took it and I felt like I was leaving Lexington just broken, heartbroken, unaccomplished, and useless. My ego was shattered, and I was just kind of ready to go back home, even though I didn't want to go back to Richmond. But if I had to choose between living in Richmond or Lexington, As shocking as it is to say this, I would choose Richmond over Lexington, 100%. There's definitely more to do in Richmond than there is in Lexington. And at least there's a river in Richmond. Lexington didn't have, like, any water. Like, God, like, Lexington was a horrible city to live in. Just the state of Kentucky just sucks in general. The end of 2016, or I want to say not the end, but the middle of 2016, or I'd say mid-end of 2016, so from, like, August to October... You know what, just most of 2016 just sucked. But it was really, really hard after I graduated when I dealt with that rejection of that guy. And being unemployed for a few months, being in a city that I did not want to be in. I had visited San Francisco and I remember like I just wanted to be in California so badly. And I was trying to manifest to move to San Francisco, but... I had to put in the work, obviously, to apply to places in San Francisco. And then I finally made it happen. And I remember, like, how I knew my life was going to turn around. 
I did face some rejection when I was living in San Francisco. More just from like jobs, if anything, and having to learn how to make a career transition that was really tough. That took about a year and a half or two years, I should say, to leave my ABA therapy job. And that's when I got into recruiting. So that was kind of one of the biggest rejections that I had, but it wasn't a horrible rejection. And I think the only other like really bad rejection that I experienced, and you know what, actually it's not even that bad. It's not even a bad rejection. It's a very good rejection. It was like, when I say positive rejection, I'm talking about when I competed in a bodybuilding competition for the first time. I did not place. I was very humbled, but at the same time, I was okay that I didn't place because I knew that the package I had brought to the stage could have been a lot better. I also didn't have the best coach. Shit got better in San Francisco, but I did move to San Francisco heartbroken, emotionally broken, and... I just knew that I needed a reset in my life and San Francisco helped me like find my happiness. It helped me emotionally heal and I learned how to become a stronger person. I was able to surround myself with like really amazing people and I was able to have better experiences with dating men and learning how to overcome rejection. And so that's going to kind of lead me into this next segment is like overcoming rejection. I think one of the first things that I did to just handle rejection in general, and I feel like this is like the most obvious thing that you could think of, but I had to let myself feel hurt. I had to process my emotions. I had to feel all the feelings. I had to cry. I had to scream. That was something that I needed to do. Like, I remember when I got rejected from the MFT program a second time, I was at work, work being my assistantship, and I was in, like, the, what was it? It was, like, the copy room or something in, like, the family science office, and that's when I got my email, and the administrator's, and the director of administrator's office was connected to that. And I was on the verge of crying. I went back to my boss's office and I said, I have to go home. I'm not okay. I found out I just got rejected from the program again. And I, I need to go home. I was on the verge of tears. So I walked to my car as quickly as I could. And once I got into my car, I let out... The biggest scream, cry I could have ever had. And I have never like scream cried over something like that before after getting rejected. And I never realized how good that could feel to just let out a huge scream cry like that. Really gut-wrenching for me. But, you know, with other things that I got rejected with, like, yeah, I had to cry. Like, after I got rejected by that guy who's my friend, I had to go to the gym the next day to try to shake it off. I didn't have the best workout, but at least, like, I tried to, like, take care of myself when I could. So, feeling all those feelings, trying to find something that's going to distract you was something that really helped me at that time. Another thing that helped me like overcome rejection was to see if there was a way that I could find like an alternative solution. 
and to help put myself back out there. So like one of my alternative solutions didn't work. So my alternative solution with the MFT program was to apply again. And unfortunately, that didn't work out for me. But it worked out for the sorority thing in terms of the guy. There was no alternative solution for that. You know, for that, I just had to accept no. And sometimes you just have to take the rejection. You just have to accept it. You have to understand that no means no. And you're going to have to find a way to like navigate that and figure out a different path for you. And so I didn't really have like an alternative path unless if you want to say that I started dating other people once I moved to San Francisco. But I didn't start dating in San Francisco once I was like six months in of living there because I knew I was not in the right headspace to date. I knew that I just was not ready to date men, meet men, download dating apps. And it just was something I couldn't put myself through because I was still trying to get over that person. I wasn't over that person and I needed to like really get over that person for me to like go on dates and like try to find love. That took a while. I know like feeling rejected or getting rejected can make you feel unwanted and unvalued and it makes it feel like something is wrong with you. I don't like toxic positivity, but I don't want you to feel unwanted and I don't want you to feel unvalued and like something is wrong with you. And I think in that moment where you cry, like yeah, you're going to feel like that. But you don't want it to overcome you for more than what it needs to. For me, with the whole MFT program thing, I did not let that shit go the whole entire year. I had a hard time putting those feelings aside because I felt like my life was just gone. I felt like I had no purpose after that. And I wish I had gotten better therapy and care at that time to help me. I also didn't have the best support system in Kentucky. I mean, okay, no, that's not true. I had some really great friends in Kentucky, but it was also really hard to talk about my problems in Kentucky because all of my friends were in the MFT program. And there was just some sort of like resentment that I had due to jealousy because they were in the program and I wasn't. And it was hard for me to like talk about my feelings of distraught and I just felt like I wasn't going to get kind of like any sort of empathy from anyone so I just shut down there wasn't really anyone for me to talk to about it except for my guy friend when you deal with rejection one thing that really helps over time is to reflect think about why you maybe did get rejected Like, was it something on you or was it something that you could have easily improved? Because with the whole sorority thing, I was able to kind of reflect and think of like, okay, why did I maybe get rejected from all the sororities at ODU? I had to reflect on like how I presented myself. Did I click with anybody? How did I dress? Things like that. And so when I went back through a second time around, I was more prepared. I knew what not to do, what not to say, what not to wear, what not to look like. I got some recommendation letters in, which I know can be a big deal for a lot of schools. And then I realized that in my school, nobody gives a shit about rec letters. But 
I know in the South, they're huge. You know, it's better safe than sorry for me. So anyway, I was able to just reflect. And then I also was able to just like start practicing affirmations and writing down good things about myself. What makes me a warrior? What makes me happy? And I think practicing affirmations can really help you feel better about yourself after getting rejected. Think about like the great things about you and think about what you've gone through and how you've pushed through in life. And those can be great ways to talk about how you can kick rejection's ass. And I think the last part that I want to go into of this episode is how I was able to rise above this and how I became a stronger person because of rejection. I think one of the biggest silver linings that comes to rejection is that it can make you more resilient and emotionally stronger. And it certainly did for me. And of course, at that time, I didn't see it. They say your brain doesn't fully develop until you're 25. And I will say a lot of the biggest highlights of getting rejected from a ton of things all happened before I was 25. And my emotional intelligence was just not there. I felt like I didn't get emotionally better until I was maybe in my mid-20s. And now that I take meds, which regulates my emotions even better, I just don't let rejection define me anymore. I've learned to not take rejection personally. Rejection isn't always going to be about you. And I learned that the hard way because I used to take rejection so personally. And again, all of that rejection ended up when I was under 25 years old where I want to say like my brain just hadn't fully developed and I just hadn't been able to like emotionally regulate myself very well. That really helped just learning and growing and knowing and recognizing like okay I've gotten over something like this before like especially when it comes to guys rejecting me. I've had men reject me before. This is no different. I'm gonna get through it. It's not about me. It's about them. And I can't take that personally. I didn't do anything wrong. And that really helped me a ton with dating. So anytime I would go out with a guy and then later he would text me and say like, hey, it was nice getting to know you, but I didn't feel much of a connection. Would it bum me out? Sure, absolutely. But I wasn't sobbing and crying my eyes out and feeling like my life was over because a guy didn't feel a connection with me after one or two dates. Yikes. Even when I cried hysterically after seeing a guy for two months, I still didn't take it personally. But I was sad, but I got over the person and now like I'm doing great. And now that person and those memories are just a blur. Rejection doesn't define me and it shouldn't define you. When you don't let rejection take over your life and your feelings, you turn out to be a strong person. Crying Overrejection does not make you weak. It's okay to be a human and express emotions when you get rejected. I think there are certain ways that you go about expressing those emotions, 
Like, you don't want to get violent about it if you get rejected by somebody. But it's okay to be sad. It's okay to feel anger and process that by yourself. But just know it's not about you. And it took me a really long time to get there. And I feel like I learned that when I was in San Francisco. So, yeah, I mean, that that's how I did it. I would love to know how maybe you overcame rejection and what some of the biggest rejections you faced in your life. How did you overcome it? And how has rejection made you a better person today? You can always email me at shamelesslyunapologeticpodcast at gmail.com. And I also encourage you to follow the podcast at shamelesslyunapologetic on Instagram. And I really hope you enjoyed this episode. And I will see you next week with a new one. Bye!